Welcome to this episode of Onside Pud. I'm Homie, and as always, I'm joined by Cat. How are you, buddy? I'm very well. I'm very well. And look, we've got some Titan matchups here. And then we've got other matchups. <laughs> I think let's just put it politely. <laughs> there are yeah. other games happening this week. Yeah, it's a, it might be a little bit easier for people this week. Uh, there's some clear favourites, but um, we might mess up, the, mess up our um, style this week just because we can. Hmm. We can choose what we, we do. What we, we do what we do. want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can send your feedback if you like, but Cad, Cad receives that, so I don't care. So. <laughs> but um, there was a there was a there was a game that we should probably cover off. Probably, probably there was <laughs> probably. a game on Tuesday this week where the Vikings took on the Bears and the Bears claimed a victory, twelve to ten. Now, homie, I've got a question for you straight off the bat here. Last week, in our review, our recap of Week 12, you highlighted the Giants-Pats game as the train wreck of the week. You called it early. You reviewed it. You said, yep, definitely was. Now we've seen this game. What do you think? Oh, I was so wrong. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I, got, I, got, I got messages about this. Oh, did you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you got, you got yeah. the feedback this week. <laughs> I got the feedback. There was direct feedback. You were wrong. This is train wreck of the week. <laughs> we, had a, we had a team win who didn't score a touchdown. That's yeah. how bad this game was. It was it was very sad to watch. The highlight was them mucking around the ball at the end of the game, trying to pass it like a rugby league game, and mm. then still and still getting one forward, and then carry on for another five minutes. It was sensational, but uh, it was the train wreck of the week. Oh, okay, that's all we got. Yeah, there's not it, much else yeah. to take from this game, guys. It was it was a disaster. So. We can move it on if you like. <laughs> <laughs> we actually okay. Let's bring some good Viking news in here. So uh, Justin Jefferson has been activated from injury reserve cap. Oh man, I, I, I like I'm. He's not even near my fantasy team. He's not anywhere near anything to do with my betting, tipping, anything like that. But whoo, I'm excited to see JJ come back. Oh, it's it's it is. It is a blessing. It's a, it's the it's the spice we need for the Vikings for the end of the season. We thought Dobbs might have done it for them, but it's dropped off a little bit. But let's uh, <laughs> yeah. a little bit <laughs> just in that game in particular. <laughs> a little bit when you get training wreck of the week, we need some. We need some positive media, and they've given it to us. So yeah, it's, look, it's look out for one. that after the bye. So uh, that's exciting as well. But just what a weapon to get back. And I think the Vikings have done something that we always ask coaches to do: is they didn't rush Jefferson back. Like, yeah. And they've been in a good enough like position to do it because they've been leading into the playoffs right now. And then to get him back, kind of tail end of the season, um, I'm keen. Um, I just want to, I want this Dobbs-Justin Jefferson connection to, to come through. But another team with a completely opposite to what we would like them to do is <laughs> the Jets have, mm. they're rolling out their poster boy as if he's coming back. Yeah, back Dad. from the dead almost. Aaron Rodgers, the Jets, what are they thinking? I don't understand this at all. So they're saying that they're going to try bring him back this season. And mm. the Jets have little to no shot, even with a star quarterback there, of making it into the post-game, post-season this week, this year. And to risk this injury happening again, like it just seems nuts to me. Yeah, it's really super odd. I, I, I honestly, I'd said to you, I want him to come back. And now it's... 
potentially on the cards mm. and against our official onside team, Washington Commanders is yeah. the game they're targeting. Actually, that would be pretty good to watch. I, I would enjoy uh, it, but yeah, and yeah. You know, hopefully Aaron lasts more than four plays. But it's just why mm. why you've got this guy for another year. He's on contract. I understand, you know, you want to give them some hope or Aaron, I assume, actually just is the main driver of this and wants to prove everyone wrong that he can recover from this injury with spiritual whatever he was summoning. But why, why do you think they're doing this? <laughs> it does seem like they do. <laughs> I, I, I can only think, my theory is that they're doing it to keep the fans coming to the games. Yeah. Like that little glimmer of Aaron Rodgers. Like, so their quarterbacks are so poor. Well, no one, moment. no they're, one's coming to watch Tim Boyle, are they? <laughs> nah, 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 nah. People are still confused who he is, but it's like, uh, I just think it's like, yeah, let's just keep rolling out the the champ. And I do think it's him. Like you're lucky, right? He's like, I want to prove him wrong. But yeah. I don't think I don't think anyone's asking you. No, oh, man, <laughs> like, just stay I, safe. You, like, you don't have to prove me wrong. I don't. I don't care. <laughs> like, just get healthy. I want to see you in a full season, not with six games. I mean, with two games to go. Yeah, like, it seems super odd. But they got 21 days to activate him. We'll be watching Aaron Rodgers watch for the next 21 days. Okay, over to the headline games. And as we said, homie, there aren't too many headliners today. So we're highlighting two that we think are the best of this week. And maybe what you've got coming up right now is oh. potentially the best of the year. Well, thank you, because uh, you made the list and you gave me this game. And I am truly grateful for this because I've got the Eagles versus the 49ers. Mm. I'm going <laughs> to give you... A lot I'm of pressure. Give you, okay, it's, it's going to be Monday for us. 8.25 kickoff. Why isn't this a primetime game? Like, you're looking down the stretch. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. I was like, you know, I would have taken a half day on Tuesday to watch this game and actually sit and enjoy it. But we're cramming it in on Monday morning. No, 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 no. I'm telling the people, it's Monday morning. You know, a lot of Christmas parties have probably been had. Take it off. Yeah. Put a, put a meeting in, work from home, whatever you need to do. <laughs> I know it's late call up, but... <laughs> You can tell I've hardly told you, but you're you're, you're watching this game. You've, yeah. You need the time. I and, think uh, skip red zone this week if you're a red zone watcher. Yep. Just focus on this Dial game. Dial in. Yeah. Yep. This is your bear cracker. So we've got the NFC Championship rematch mm. and potential preview of this year coming. So that seems like a common thing with the Philly at the moment. What a stretch of games they're having at the moment. But let's give it over to Philly's Hassan Reddick. To build this game up, Cad. <laughs> Talk is cheap. You know, they get to come back in the link. It was a lot of boo-hoos last year, a lot of crying, <laughs> a lot of what if, a lot of this, a lot of that. Oh, the old talk is cheap. Talk Nine is cheap. And, um, you know, it's like this goes back to the rematch of last year when um, they were in the game, against in the championship game, and Purdy went down injured. And the chirp has been since then that mm. San Fran, if, if Purdy hadn't got injured, they would have gone on, blah, 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 blah. But that didn't happen. You can't you can't rewrite history. But uh, I thought I thought for a bit of fun here, Cad, a little bit like you'll compare the pair, but maybe we um we match these two teams up to see what we're really dealing with here. And you decide and I'll decide which one, which who who's got the balance of power here. All right. So let's start at QB. So we've got San Fran. Brock Purdy, 
Philly, Jalen Hurts. You've got a straight outcome there. Pur- Purdy's been having, been having uh, a perfect blinder. season. Yeah. Perfect seasons at points. Uh, Jalen Hurts is he's become that more versatile quarterback. He's versatile. He's almost the the second half quarterback dream. Like you know what we saw mm. with Brady back in the day. It's like if you want a quarterback who can run a comeback, there we go. Like that's Jalen. I guess Jalen hasn't faltered as much as Purdy, though, this season. There was that three-game stretch where we saw some struggles without Debo in the game. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm leaning Jalen here. I'm actually... I'm going I'm to go Purdy, weirdly, just because for the, he doesn't throw a lot, but he throws it perfectly. Mm. And I think that's a big, big influence in this game when you are not throwing intercepts. A little bit of a patch, yes, but ever since that, since coming back... He has been pretty much perfect on his furrows. So I, I wouldn't pass it ever if I had Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> well, let's get on to that. The run again. <laughs> Hertz gets a run again. So I'm going to put him Hertz and Swift mm-hmm. for the Philly Eagles. And then you've got CMC. Yeah. Or Debo, if they want to run him in there as well. Oh, yeah, I nearly added him in, but he only got one touchdown last week. Can't be too greedy, can you? Yeah. <laughs> so... I'm going. You got to go CMC. Yeah, you got to go. You got to go CMC right? there. Yeah, for sure. And, Swift, and not to say Swift and Hertz running game isn't great, um, and it creates yeah. a different threat. But Christian McCaffrey's automatic. You can't yeah. can't not back him there. And then the catches. Javante Smith mm-hmm. has been had an outstanding couple of weeks. AJ Brown a little bit down for Philly. Yeah, and but he's a superstar. Still he's an elite receiver. Yeah. Yep. And then we go on to we go into San Fran. Debo Samuel, Brennan Ayuk, hmm. and we better add in CMC and <laughs> George Kittle. Yes. Yep. Don't use them as much at the moment, no. but they're weapons, right? And we've obviously we know that Goddard's out for Philly. Yep. So I think I'm going San Fred again. I go nine is here too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then, all right, the big boys. It's the time. Defenses. Hmm. I haven't even gone to the secondary or the at the back here. No, I'm just no. going the guys up front Always here. Up front. So yeah. Nick Bosa, this is San Fran. Nick Bosa, Javon Hargrave. Yeah, where'd yeah. he come from? Yeah. Philly. Yeah. Yep. Good luck. Chase Young. Oh. Philly. Jalen Carter. Hassan Reddick. Josh Sweat. I don't know. You put it you Yeah, the pass rush. Me. The pass rush is immense. It's 49. That yeah. It's that's that's a don't even have to mention stuff, the right? Philly boys on that side. So you do your own, see where it balances out. I've sort of balanced that with the 49ers, but I, I don't, I'm not buying too much into it. But the question I've got for you, Kat, is it's like Philly are coming into this game as an underdog. Yeah. That's outrageous, right? They, well, they well, Philly have only been underdogs twice this season. It was against the Chiefs and it's in this game where the 49ers have never been an underdog this year. I just can't believe they're giving... The, uh, they're giving Sanford a three-point head start here. Yeah. And I'm just like, how could you back against... Like, I know I've just gone through and said the balance of yes. the Sanford. I know <laughs> That's it's on like, paper, but, though, and we know on-field is different, but yeah. But I, I, I feel like everyone's got applied the you're due a loss yeah. like, to Philly, and it's like, let's give them this loss so they roll back in and, like, we're okay for the rest of the season. Yeah. It's like... We don't want them to drop another game against the Jets or something. It's like <laughs> let's just lose to the big boy. But it's a, it's it's such a I find it such an interesting narrative rolling across the NFL at the moment that 
where we know what Philly do mm. in every big game so far. And we're just sort of, I know they're a little bit banged up. We keep saying that, but they keep. They keep winning. Uh, yeah. 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 It's, it's a but, tough one. I think like, I think I like the, the narrative actually. I, I love the Eagles. I'm, I'm so on board with them this season and I want them to take it all the way to the Super Bowl and win it. Uh, if I could pick any team, I guess, in top contention right now. But if they lose this game and then they come up against the Cowboys the next week and if they lose that game, then the battle for the number one seed in the NFC is actually up for grabs. That's um, right. So it's a bit more of a narrative that kind of comes in there that it's tight. Like the AFC, you've got like five or six teams who are about neck and neck with the Ravens just edging out. So... I don't know. I don't know how to balance this. I'm not surprised the 49ers have a little bit of a favorite on there, but it's not that much. I don't what are you what are you thinking here? How are you leaning? Well, it's it's hard once I do that little I did that little project. It's hard for me to go back to Philly now. It's like <laughs> I I've, I've put the balance with them. Yeah. The one the one factor for me is Lane Johnson is questionable for Philly and I know he's a big part of their O-line. Like that's a big factor there. And Jordan if he's not playing Jordan Jordan Mylard has actually been pretty not great in terms of uh, allowing sacks mm-hmm. at left tackle. I think he's giving up six this season. So, and the other factor is San Fran's so good at stopping the run. I yep. just think, I just think those two factors could put it and they're healthy. And like I've said, yep. San Fran healthy is, is a scary, scary. They've also had a little bit more of a break going into this game because they yeah. played quite early. They feel fresher, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, but the image, the image in my mind, I feel like they're a fresher team. I know it's. Mm. Yeah, I, I guess you watch that slog fest last <laughs> week against the Bills, and you think, surely you're pretty tired after that. Yeah, well, I don't know. I th- I'm going 49ers here, surprisingly for me, because I did really, really want the Eagles here. But I, I agree. I think the 49ers defense is going to make it really, really difficult mm. on the Eagles. Um, and when even if it goes to a tight game, if it goes to a last effort in uh, the final minutes of the clock. How many times can Jalen escape with the victory? Um, They just did it the other day. It was incredible, yes, but with the San Francisco 49ers defense on the field and the game planning um, from head coach, uh, it's just... I I can't not sway the balance of 49ers, but hell yeah, let's have a massive matchup. I'm so excited. All you got to do is make sure you're free to watch it. That's it. It'll be a blockbuster. All right, moving on to... The Texans versus Broncos. In, in each conference, the NFC and the AFC, seven teams go through to the playoffs. Right on the cusp of the playoffs right now in the AFC sit the Texans and then the Broncos at six and five. And they go head-to-head this week in Houston. Now, Hovey, I'm not sure if you saw this, but Sean Payton, the head coach, has a like, very interesting and like detailed approach into preparing for these games. Um, I didn't know this before, but he's been in the media talking about this where before they went for their away game with the Bills, on both practice fields, they spray painted the Bills logo onto their what? field. So, And they've done the same. Um, the Broncos have done that because they're going to an away game in Houston. They've got both of their practice fields and they've sprayed the Texans logo on the field. And it's a part of the thing he's talking about, Sean Payton, who wants to prepare for everything, basically make it as comfortable or as normal as possible when you're practicing to feel like you're in the game and what you're going to see and how it's going to be different. They play the Monday night football theme over the speakers during warmups. They do all these different things. Mm. One that's a little bit more thin here that I did read uh, from a Denver paper. And it basically said that Peyton is watching game tape and using a candle to see how the sunlight will affect the game and the receivers. And I, 
I just thought, oh, get out. I was like, come on, get out, come on. But uh, yeah, look, if he's doing it, I wouldn't be surprised. That sounds like voodoo to me. That's a that's some strong voodoo. Yeah, oh. but whatever they're doing at the moment, the Broncos, it, yeah. it's working. Well, yeah, like it's, yeah. it's a few other teams are probably going to adapt it because it is working, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, their, their run game at the moment super effective. Uh, gets them down the field. The Browns in the Browns game, they average five yards per carry. So Samaje Piran, Javante Williams, and Russ using their legs there. Um, they stuck to the run. Didn't achieve many passing yards because that was kind of the hole in the Browns' defense that week. But then in the Bills game, Russ threw 260 yards to get them down the field instead, not utilizing the run game at all. The question I was asking, though, was where are these points coming from? And what's consistent with the Broncos is there's always one passing touchdown, and then sometimes it's the run game putting two up, but generally it's field goals. In the game against the Vikings, the Broncos put 15 of their 21 points through kicking. And then in the Vikings, it was nine. So what it kind of shows to me is the Texans focus on early stops on defense, force these guys to kick all day. That's fine. You can put up that many points because the Texans, we know, can outscore here. They're a lot better. They've put up a lot of 30 games. I'm much more confident in them being able to do that. Yeah, I just I feel like after the game where they lost the kicker, they learned like a little formula that they could just attack, like yeah. take the seven points. It's like you take the three, we'll take the seven every time. It's yeah. like, and it's like they're ruthless in taking on that. They're not scared to go for seven. I love that about them. No, not at all. And like this Tank Dell, Nico Collins connections, they get it humming. Devin Singletary in rushing yards is pretty yeah, damn he's, good he's too. He's playing really good. Really it's it's well. multifaceted right now that they can actually cram this out. But my big concern here is the Texans' defense. So they let Trevor Lawrence and the Jags throw all day on them. And it was about 300 yards or something in passing. Um but their rush defense has been consistent. So if they can defend the passing lanes, shut down that option to the Broncos and let them just run it like they want to do, they should be in good tread. So putting myself on the Texans here, I think I trust their offense in bigger moments and against the Broncos, if it comes down to the wire, they both have one possession, possession each. I'm, uh, I trust CJ more with the ball than Russell Wilson right now. <laughs> it's like two um, different styles. And it's like, I'm almost... I'm almost I want the Texans' success because I like their style better. It's like yep. I don't want the Broncos to win because I don't want that to become the um, the style of choice for everyone. It seems it's like, like it is already because it's just like grueling punch, <laughs> like yeah, drives, yeah. like everything. So, like it's what yeah. the Steelers do. It's what the Broncos do. It's yeah, ugly, but it wins. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm probably going more emotive and I'm just like, give me the Texans because I want that. <laughs> I, I just love every, their style. So give me that style. I, it will be a clash of those two styles and I'm super curious to see how it plays out. Mm. Um, Texans, I feel if they do stop that run though, they're a long way yeah. to getting home. And it's interesting looking at these Broncos because like their defense, if you look at all the averages and ranks for the season, it's terrible. But the last mm. two games, it's actually like top top ten. <laughs> They've got so Crazy, many turnovers. Right? Like the turnover differential, I think it was was plus nine, which means they've gotten the ball through a turnover nine times more than they've given it up, and that's a hundred percent what's winning them games. Because if they, when they win the turnover battle, they win the game. Yeah. So I'm hoping. You know how we saw at the end of the last game, CJ was just like letting it go, kind of wildly. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, Dude, just don't do that, CJ. <laughs> so you might oh, get. A he was shooting here. from. The, he was shooting from the belt last yeah. week. I did enjoy it immensely. It was great, but yeah, just get a little bit in front. Then do that for me. Yeah, give me some confidence. 
All right, we're over to the roundup. And as we mentioned at the top of the show, homie, we're going to do something a little bit different with these games. We're going to give you a bit more of an understanding of where these teams are at in terms of their season. We're going to give you our feelings and thoughts if they're going to head towards the playoffs <laughs> or they're going to slide down chasing those draft picks. I thought you were going to stop there and be like, we're just going to give you our feelings and thoughts. We should do that episode one day. Just be like, I just feel yeah. like the Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So I'll roll in. So the first game off the bat I've got is the Cowboys versus the Seahawks. Now this is probably... This is a good contrast here because we've got the Cowboys 8-3, second in the NFC East, uh, fifth in the NFC standings overall. So they're on more than likely to make the playoffs with the chance if Philly stumble to take the number one spot and potentially get that bye week. Mm. But they're going to stretch now. Eagles, Bills, Dolphins, Lions Ooh. after this game. Yeah, Commanders at the end there. I didn't say that, but <laughs> you know, we'll leave it there. But they have been putting teams to the sword at the moment. And this is where it's like they feel like a team that's building everything towards the playoffs, knowing they're in a really good spot. So it's like I feel like they're a team that you can bank on to be in playoffs at the moment. I think they're yeah, they look sure. outstanding. But we're not going to see a real – probably other than the, this little stretch now will probably tell, tell us if they're in that top pedigree uh, once we go Eagles, Bills, Dolphins lines. Yeah, because like it looks tell pretty, us a lot. but they've not been versing yeah. much in, in comparison nah, to their team right now. Yeah, so we need to see that to understand. I think this is a – this matchup is – these two teams are in different realms, I think. Seahawks are just hanging on at the moment in that mid-pack. Uh, they are second in NFC West, six overall in the NFC standings. They go Niners, Eagles, Titans, Steelers, Cardinals to finish. And I just I just don't feel like they're a team that can hold on. No, I just they're banged up, as we've said. It just seems yeah, like they're just they're gonna it struggle. feels like they they've just got that last little hand like holding on. Please take me through. But I just I really struggle to see the Seahawks from here making the playoffs. Not saying they won't, but I see like it's gonna be a real struggle for them from yeah. here. I think it is important to say everything's possible in the NFL, but what we're saying here is what is more likely for sure because, yeah. it, look, yes, it could happen, but with the team that we've seen play right now, no dice. Yeah, but um, so this game, I'm going with the Cowboys. Yeah, I'm going Cowboys too here for sure. All right, moving on to Titans and Colts, and Titans are... I think one of the strangest teams in the league, homie, if you look at their win-loss oh, record. Oh, they're my bogey team. <laughs> yeah. oh, they are kill me. They kill me every week. Who they've won to, won against and who they've lost to this year. It's just so strange. I know they've got lots of changes at quarterback. And uh, what always seems to impact them is Derek Henry. And we saw the comeback last week. He had a monster game. The Colts are unfortunately weak in rushing defense. Uh, and they average 143.3 yards rushing per game. Uh, so kind of a rough one when you're matching up against Derrick Henry if he turns up this week again. I think they do this every year. some reason, you'd be like, you've got Derrick, just run him every time, and they can't. He's injury prone. So I think that's their biggest weapon against the Colts this week. But the Titans' defense is pretty average in general, and we know the Colts enjoy a high school game, so it could balance out. Either way, I kind of see the Colts having more options here. Um, for the Colts at 6-5, and five, this is a win that will keep them in playoff contention for a wildcard spot because they currently sit uh, with, the, with the other teams up there. And I like the future for these Colts. So they have the potential to win any of their last six games of the season. 
they're hoping to lock in this spot in the AFC. The Titans, however, have a much tougher road ahead to finish the season. They're four and seven, uh, and I'd suggest they are looking at the draft and just enjoying the fact that Derrick Henry hasn't retired yet. <laughs> it might be going back to back way back. I go way back when you're like, should they trade? Derrick Henry off. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> I still agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they should I have definitely... they should have traded Ryan Tannehill. That's I said that. <laughs> they should have done it. Yeah. They should have yeah. done Derek. Uh, yeah, uh, you actually were on spot there. And it's a uh, uh, they're such a nothing team to me, the Titans. They just got no personality, no mm. you can't see I can only see one way for them is like stagnant or down. Like yeah. I can't see f- forward momentum and stagnant seems got. to be the where they've been the past few seasons. yeah i don't know why anyway. they do it like just yeah. get on get on the cardinals track <laughs> go, go all the other burn way. it all it's down <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a, it's an easy rebuild right yeah um, but i but i am I, going colts here i think that's i've got to put that in there i'm going colts and i'm sorry now for everyone that picks the colts now because i seem to get them wrong every week but um, <laughs> i was a bit upset today because jonathan taylor will miss a few weeks with um thumb surgery yeah so he's been pretty good the last few weeks and i was like oh don't don't you dare put it don't you dare let these but uh boss will he'll sort them out yeah so we'll be right yeah so the cults for me too yeah uh moving on jets versus falcons uh we've we've spoken about the jets so probably not going to focus on them too much yeah uh so but if you're thinking when was the commander game it goes texans dolphins commanders so if he's got to come back It'll be in about three weeks. So uh, let's pencil that in. <laughs> I'll put oh, that in the Rogers. calendar. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I'll get my angry face on then because uh, <laughs> my love-hate relationship will be... Switching back to things. hate. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, it will be that day. Uh, but we've got the Falcons here. Five and six. Yes, five and six and first in the NFC. Mm-hmm. Uh, not NFC, sorry. NFC... South. South. Yeah. The Dirty South. The Dirty yep. South. <laughs> yeah. Sorry if that's offensive to Americans. I just meant the actual division. Just the division. <laughs> just the division. <laughs> They're not even in that area. Okay? Everyone, they, they, we're getting a lot of complaints today. Oh, Our Instagram is at onside pun if anyone wants to complain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel like that's going to be on the socials there. Mm. Just so you can get some hate mail from us. <laughs> so, um, But they've got an interesting stretch home. Bucks, Panthers, Colts, Bears, Saints. Ooh. Yeah. Good stretch. Good, Good stretch. come home. Yeah. For a uh, division that's all over the shop, to think that you can't have a winning season and still be in the playoffs is hard to believe as well. But it, I think we're in, I think we're on target to maybe that last game against the Saints that uh, it could be even Stevens and we have a early playoff. It could be the last game of the season there. So uh, the Falcons, I project from here, will go up and I, they should take the number one spot and then should be in the playoffs based on that. But you just don't know if they're south. Well, that, you just don't know. That's funny there, homie, because uh, my next game is the Saints versus Lions. Oh, give it to us. And uh, I've written here, I think the season is over for the Saints. Oh! Um, I'm calling it. It might be too early, and I don't enjoy saying it because we hoped for a lot more on this team. Um, look, yes, anything's possible. You may be right, but let me let me lay it out for you. They can only get through to the playoffs if they win the division. There's no one ha- in that Correct. division actually has a winning record that is good enough to get into a wild card spot. So they'd have to outwin the Falcons. They've lost most of their offensive weaponry for the next at least two weeks to concussion and injury, uh, which includes this game against the Lions and then the Panthers. 
And we shouldn't have any doubt in our mind that a team who should lead a division, if they should beat the Panthers, there should be no doubt. But I have doubt yeah. in my mind. Can You're the Saints right. actually <laughs> hold on against the Panthers? And it's it that just shouldn't be a thing. You can't get into the playoffs and be like, oh, can they beat the team that's one in nine or one in ten? Like one in ten. ten yeah, one in ten. <laughs> just got their coach fired. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just don't see that. That's exactly where they are, and you know they're definitely not completely out of the fight and there's a chance for a miracle, but I don't know. I think that they're looking right now at their team. They're going to have to, I think there should be some coaching switch ups there. I think there really should be some, like if everyone else is not getting enough out of their offense and they're getting rid of coaches, how come the saints haven't made any moves yet? Um, they've also got Derek Carr signed for five years and, uh, it's crazy. It was a big contract. Um, so we don't know how that will shape up and what, or well, I guess how exactly they're going to fill those holes. But they're versing the Lions, who I think should clean up this game um, after being embarrassed by the Packers last week. So uh, the Lions are currently 8-3. They're sitting pretty. They're on top of their division. Um, they'd be one of the more confident teams going into the playoffs at this point. So not really stressed about them. Yeah, you don't want to bounce back Lions. We've seen that before. Yes. They come back. They're coming out pretty hard. I, I can't go past that. I think the Lions will light this one up. What do you think about the Saints? Do you think they're out? I don't think they're out. I don't see them fully sliding like another team. Like I feel mm. like they can get they'll still we'll have to talk about them. Yeah, they'll they'll, you, they'll nick knock a yeah, couple wins yeah, or whatever. Yeah, but they'll, they've got they'll no tease shot in us. The they'll tease us, but they're they're gonna like looking at the Falcons run home, they they're gonna be second to that. Yeah, you can't and the Falcons yeah. now, well the last few games have been a lot different from the ones we yeah. saw earlier with the run game and what they've they actually look so They look so much better last week, the yeah. Falcons. Like, that's the team that you've been looking for all season. Yeah. Okay. okay, different trajectories. Yeah, so if you compare those two alone, it's just like I can't see them making the playoffs at all. Yeah. So moving on to potential trade record of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I need a trade sound effect. <laughs> yeah, I need yeah, give it the trades. Uh, this this is basically Patriots versus Chargers. Mm. If this doesn't go the Chargers way, <laughs> we're in big trouble. Oh, uh, it's funny because I'm, both both coaches are looking at being fired right now. That's the rumor mill going around. And one of them yeah. being Bill Belichick is being said that he might come over to the Chargers and it's just... I don't, I don't even know which uh, way to go with this. This could, this could genuinely be a train wreck. I don't even know what storyline to pick out of it, but other than uh, the Pats are two and nine, the Chargers are four and seven. Both are looking at going, well, one's already there. Chargers mm. could go that way as well. The Chargers have an interesting run home, though. I'll focus more on them for right now. So they're, they're last in the AFC West, which is crazy now. So mm. they're behind the Broncos and the Raiders, but they go. Broncos, Raiders, Bills, Broncos, Chiefs. Wow. So they do most um, of their AFC West visits in the last few games. Yeah, and I'm thinking, ooh, they might get a disruptor tag if they if they <laughs> knock a few of these off. Like, they might ruin the Broncos season. That could it, be which, good. <laughs> I, yeah, I like, like that. You've given me a little bit of interest. Back. Yeah. So, <laughs> so don't worry about the chances of making the playoffs, but let's just see if they can knock a, a few more out. It is so the only status they can achieve here, but I'd rather they yeah. just sit where they are, tank, <laughs> go get those yeah. draft picks. <laughs> Please. <laughs> No, nah, I want to see. Them. I want to see them beat the Broncos yeah, and take them, take take them with you. But uh, uh, two teams here. I haven't fully penciled it as train wreck of the week, but it could be. Mm, it could I think be. It, there's a lot of games this week. I think Pat's Chargers could be. 
Otherwise, you know, the other way I see it is a Chargers shootout. But so who are you, who are you yeah. going here? Who are you tipping? Oh, it, it's Chargers' favourite. Strong favourite. It's been yeah. a while, hey? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It feels good. It feels good. I forgot to tell everyone. Yeah. They're, they're the favourite, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I will tip so. the Chargers as well. Yeah. Got to gotta do it for the boys. <laughs> if I've seen betting on the, the, the Patriots over the Chargers, just... Revoke we're, my bolts tag and we're both we're both so sad at the moment. We're wearing New York Giants. <laughs> yeah, we're both wearing Giants kit. <laughs> Just to mourn the charges. <laughs> Just can't do it this week. The caps are the caps are the cover. Is, is this less embarrassing than wearing a Chargers jersey right now? Is that's what happened? Oh, just a nice blue. Because like, it's a <laughs> We've got another matchup here. The Steelers versus the Cardinals, and they're hosting this week in Pittsburgh. And I can't help hold me but be a little bit surprised and a little bit proud that the Steelers are currently in the playoff picture at 7-4. and four. We watched this team in the preseason. We thought we'd see something great. That's not exactly what we have seen, to be very honest. But this scrappy team is in the fight, and they're, they're coming into the playoffs, which is... I don't know. I guess I'm just stoked that this team has somehow cut through so far. This is a team that I like their scrappiness. Like it's like they, I don't mind that they're just all over the shop and then produce a win. Yes. It's like, <laughs> how did you do it? It gives me a lot of they, – they make me very nervous every time I watch them and I actually enjoy it. Yeah. It's, it's like edgy seat stuff. I'm, I'm happy for them. I, this is pretty cool. This is a storyline I want – didn't really expect to happen, but they're there. Yeah, so. but they're there. Um, they sit under the Ravens in their division, which means they have to keep fighting to remain a wild card hopeful. And meeting the Cardinals in this week, week 13, is exactly what you'd want. The Cardinals are 2-10. and 10. They've had a rough year uh, since Kyler Murray, in my opinion, their overpaid quarterback has returned. They've only collected one win. Um, they were solidly bounced last week by the Rams and... Now they come up against the Steelers' defense and and TJ Watt, who is on fire right now and uh, making some damage of quarterbacks. So I'm thinking it's the end of the season for the Cardinals. There's not much hope here. I, I still think there's another win in Kyler. I don't know why. I keep watching these games and I keep thinking he's playing quite well and is maybe let down by his team. Um, but I want to see what the, the Steelers are doing in their development with a bit more time without Matt Canada and their new offense. We saw they broke that record last year in uh, last week in offensive yards. So maybe a bit more time. We uh, can see an actual more dominant offense and something that rolls forward for the Steelers. There's a slight question mark over this game. I think Kenny Pickett has been limited in practice this week. So mm. just maybe check in with that. But the Steelers are... like I'm just going to pencil the Steelers in. I expect them to win this game. If they, they can't drop this game, if they think they're a real player and... In the, in the end of season. Yeah. So I do want a quick question, though. Do you think um, the trade value of Kyler Murray has been improved? I honestly think so. Yeah, I really do. And it's just, you know, we've seen a brief showing. And again, he is limited by this team. We saw what Dobbs could do with the Vikings, but he only ended, ended up getting one victory when he was at the Cardinals. Kyler might very well be in a similar boat. He's actually been playing well, had decent game awareness, maybe just he doesn't have the options right now. So... It's something to look at. I don't think he's a backup quite yet. He might be that last chance option for a team um, who's having some quarterback trouble, maybe a late thing in the end of the, the trading season. The Steelers, though, they face the Pats in week 14, 
And after that, they face the Colts, the Bengals without Joe Burrow, the Seahawks and the Ravens. So it could be looking at like a 10, and 10 yeah, or 11 yeah. season, win season. So, yeah, they, they could actually finish pretty well. Let me take you to two teams on very different trajectories now, Cad. I've got the, the official team of Onsa Punt, the yeah. Commanders, <laughs> yep. and the Dolphins. Mm. So pretty much straight away here, you know who's, yeah, strong favourite, Dolphins here. Eight and three, first in the AFC East, fourth in the AFC overall. And they go Titans, Jets, Cowboys, Ravens, Bills. Wow. Hard last three. Yeah. You know, we all got, all got question marks over can they beat a team like over 500? Yeah. We'll know. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll know find the out. last three games. <laughs> Solidly so, tested by the yeah. end of it. So yeah. they've got a couple, three games to just iron out some issues and then they're coming home. Mm. So really nice stretch there. It would be super interesting. It's going to be great for the Dolphins. I can't wait for that period. Uh, the commanders on the other side. Uh, getting on the slippery slide here, Cad. Mm-hmm. Four and eight at the moment. Last of the NFC East. <laughs> they got Rams, Jets, Niners, Cowboys coming home. Yeah. The first yeah. two sound like something, but they could also lose both of those games. <laughs> and then the last yeah. Two. And if you add, you add Aaron Rodgers into that Jets game, it gets oh. a little bit tougher. But uh, yeah, they should be chasing draft picks now. So uh, well, we know this team's up. in the rebuild. We know what the GM's doing right now. They're evaluating yeah. and cleaning house. They traded away their season. Yeah. They, they knew that. Yeah. But uh, people are talking all... about the commanders right now as being the team where coaches want to go. So if Ron yeah. Rivera is in question, it's actually way more attractive because they've got a GM who's already made smart decisions in a short amount of time. They've got a decent trade position. Uh, they've got decent budget caps and they've got decent draft position. And that's kind of exciting to see like, all right, maybe this is the dawn of the era. We're seeing the commanders just sun will set for them this season. Yeah, and a rebrand. Yeah, <laughs> and a rebrand, the elk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get it done. Maybe, it maybe done. I don't know. We might have to discuss this uh, off air or even on air, but we'll just see. Maybe we keep the commanders as the team for the long haul. Maybe we, we are the earliest to get on the bus. It has to be a full rebrand, though. You know, yeah. you know, I'm, you know, I'm on. I need that. I need that in my life before I can commit to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're both going dolphins here, I assume. Yes, dolphins all the way. Okay. Well. We've said it before, you should never go against a team that just fired their coach. But uh, do you think that's still true for the Panthers when they go up against the Bucks this week, homie? Or are they an exception to the rule? No, I'm tempted. Oh, I'm really tempted. tempted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super tempted. Uh, it's a hard one. Mm. Give us a matchup. Give us a matchup. Okay. okay, well, I want to focus more on, you know, the Panthers now have this coaching change. We know, we're excited about it. Head coach is gone. But what does that actually mean for this team? What is it? What will it release? Because the Steelers, when you look at them, they did their coaching change. You can see it was the offensive play calling and a strategy that limited them. And with this new direction, they've actually proven in one game, they've able to unlock a bunch of talent. It was the theory and it was proven that they can do better with a different play caller. I'm not too sure if that's where the Panthers are right now. Because... This is mainly an issue about the development of Bryce Young, and that's one of the reasons Frank Reich was brought in is because he's great at developing quarterbacks. I know we said it in one of our earliest episodes. That has not happened with Bryce Young. He has not had that, and I don't know if there's a different play calling or how it's going to work to actually push more. I'm sure there'll be an improvement. Do you think that there is an improvement to win to beat the Bucks here who are seemingly aggressively fighting for wins? Yeah, nah. I, it's so... It's it's different to the other teams. It's like I don't think they've got the cattle. Yeah, like, I don't think they've I don't think they've got the players to support Bryce Young at the moment. I don't think it's full system issues. 
it seems like player profile issues as well because they're God, he's been sacked so many times this, this oh, season. Man. Yeah, uh, and it's like I think they're just trying to save his life now. It's just like throw the I man out of the life raft. Yeah. yeah, it's just like give him a break. He needs a break. Like he looks like for a young quarterback, he has had a what's that word? Cab, give it to me. Bloodbath kind of vibes, you know. Like, <laughs> just look at just let you sit here. <laughs> Oh, I don't know what you're English, talking about. English is my first language. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of the word where it's like debut, but like, you know, when they, they kind of mess you up. Put you in so, the deep yeah. end. I don't know. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. Do. A deep yeah. end of the bloodbath. Is <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have. They've, they've absolutely, yeah, kind of wrecked his opening season. And it's, it's kind of hard to watch. It's that when you watch the game and you just watch them flood around the O-line mm-hmm. at him and you think, oh, my God, <laughs> I would not want to be there, right? Like, <laughs> and the fact that, that is, nothing's changed to fix it. There's been nothing, nothing, even before the trade deadline, nothing changed to fix this issue. Um, there's a lot of issues at management of the Panthers and I've been seeing in the, all these articles, I think it's Tepper, the guy who runs the organisation of the Panthers, he's not well loved. They don't have good draft capital. They uh, they should technically be number one spot in the draft once again, but they traded that pick to the Bears. And so they're not in the first round of the draft at all, so it doesn't really benefit them being at the bottom of the ladder. Uh, just a reminder that they traded Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore from this team. It's just, it's not a great position. It's actually the opposite of the commanders where people are saying, why the hell would we want a coach there? Because they keep getting rid of their coaches every year and the owner's really controlling, micromanaging. There's not any good things. There's no, there's nothing good here in this team. I'm just going to go in, coach for a year and get fired. I'm not going to lie. I'll take the job. <laughs> like, like, I could last six months, maybe. Like, <laughs> It seems like that kind of place, doesn't it? It's like it's like ah, oh, just come in, I'll get fired. Like yeah, no, you're gonna get no, you're gonna get fired, but you get to put on your resume that you're a head coach of an NFL team. Don't ever say what team it was yeah. in what era. <laughs> no one will ask questions on that, surely. I think if you want the biggest trip out in NFL, go look at Christian McCaffrey in Panthers gear. Yeah, every is. time I say it, it confuses me mentally. It's just like I cannot understand what what they how they traded that away. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's just ridiculous. But anyway, the Bucks here, I think they're going to get a win. I know we said Baker's being let down by his team a bit. Give Mike Evans the ball, let the boys play. I'm, I'm going Bucks. Seems that we've spoken about the Panthers for the last five minutes and their slippery slope. They're already at the rock bottom. I'm going with the Bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we turned you around very quickly. Yeah, there, you we? did well. You did well, mate. You did well. All right, moving on to two teams that should be and are in playoff contention. The Rams and the Browns. Mm. Now, a little bit of a strange mix here. We've got the Rams at five and six, third in the NFC West, ninth in the overall standings. But there go Ravens, Washington, Saints, Giants, and San Fran to finish. Bit of a mixed bag there, Kat. Yeah, that's, but that's winnable games. Winnable games. Winnable yeah. games. We got the Browns seven and four, third in the AFC North, six in the AFC overall. Um, they go Jags. They go Jags, Bears, Houston, Jets, Cincinnati without Joe Burrow. Now, interesting matchup here. We've got obviously Miles Garrett is injured at the moment. You start to put question marks on the Browns defense. You start to question the team. 
And it's really hard now to support the Browns when you start to see they haven't got their full list in defense. It's like you do not look at the offense for the Browns. It's like I know the quarterback is under concussion protocols and things like that, but we don't. We never analyze. We just look at the defense and say, yes, they'll win the game. And yeah. without having those players for the Browns, it's a good matchup for the Rams. They could really put it to them here. And they've got their players. They've got their, you know, they've made those connections. Puka Nakua last week with, um, and we saw the Williams, the running back, outstanding game. Yeah. Really return, game. really return. So I think uh, it's a really interesting matchup. I haven't settled completely, but I've got the Browns just edging in front, needing to see the last of the Browns list to see who actually lines up for them. But this is a great matchup, this game. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite intrigued by this one. It's just two teams I feel like, I don't know if the Browns are going to push it through at the end or if the Rams are going to come through strong. So I'm, I'm excited for this matchup. Yeah, and it's, it's again, that style differences. So we're going to see a defensive team with an offensive team. So it's going to, it, it could it could balance each way, but it's which one you, you think is going to be more important on the day. All right. Now, I apologize for anyone who is here in the audio with some hammering in the background. Unfortunately, the studio has been compromised by some works. <laughs> I can hear behind me. So, <laughs> to be fair. Well, at least it's not like red zone where they got evacuated. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah, like that, homie. Yeah. I'm. Um, yeah. I think they called Scott Hansen a hero. So yeah, yeah. I'll persevere, yeah. everybody. You <laughs> can do it, Kat. You can do it, buddy. <laughs> I'm proud of you, man. Thanks, mate. <laughs> now, after a big win for the Packers last week, they host the Chiefs at Lambeau Field. Now, these top teams in the AFC, like the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Dolphins, and the Jags are in a different race to most other teams right now, just trying to, instead of just trying to reach the playoffs, they're looking for the number one spot, homie, in the AFC. And the reason they do that is if you win the number one spot, you skip the wildcard rounds, you go straight into the uh, second week of the playoffs, you get a bye week as well. How good's that? You get to prepare for being the best team in the regular season. Chiefs don't want to mess around here. They want to get in and get out of Lambeau Field with a victory. But it just doesn't seem as easy to credit the Chiefs with a victory here homie we've seen them stumble a little bit bumpy um we know that it took them a little bit to turn the engine on uh against the Raiders last week not to say they didn't come back strong in that second half but it just does create a little bit of doubt here that uh, like there's no way I'm going to change my tip there's no way I'm not going for the Chiefs here but just a little bit of doubt I've got in my mind it's a really nice test for the Packers to see how how much progression they actually have made in this period going up a team like the Chiefs who are well-rounded. Like, yes, they have lapses in games, but they're so well-rounded offense and defense. We, I think this is a great matchup for the Packers. I really want to see how the Packers' defense stand up in this game. That's what I, yeah. I really want to analyze to see if they can play against these big teams in these big moments. And uh, I'm sitting with the Chiefs, but... Gosh, I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, I'm curious. the Packers, yeah. you know, two big upsets in a row, Lions and the Chargers put themselves on the map and, and they're currently sitting on the cusp of a wild card spot in the playoffs. Victory against the Chiefs will put them on a whole nother trajectory. Uh, after this game, they face the Giants, the Bucks, the Panthers, the Vikings and the Bears. If the Packers keep going like they have been, they can win nearly all of those games and actually will be in the NFC playoffs. So... I don't know. I'd love for people to take the Packers on an upset here. It'll be a huge upset, but I'm going Chiefs for now. But maybe I'll take the bullet, homie. Maybe maybe I'll take the bullet. We'll circle. We'll circle back around for your upset of the week. So maybe mm, you can just maybe, maybe you still tip them, but then you know call it out anyway. Call it out. Claim, <laughs> claim it because you got it. Yeah. Uh, 
All right, to finish off the week, we've got the Jags versus the Bengals. Obviously, the Bengals do not have Joe Burrow, so it makes a slight disappointment of this game because it would have been a good matchup otherwise. We've got the Jags, who are 8-3, and three, first in the AFC South, third in the AFC standings overall. You spoke about how they're all fighting for the number one spot in the AFC. I think last week it, the Chiefs were number one and then the Jags won and they went to number one and then the Ravens won and then they went to number one. So yeah. they are, <laughs> they are carousel. each other. Yeah, they are jumping around. It's pretty good. So the Jags to finish go Browns, Ravens, Bucks, Panthers, Titans. Yeah. Pretty good, right? Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. It's only really the Ravens that I would worry about in that in that group. So I think uh, I like what the Jags are doing here. I think they're going to – I think they, they could push really hard for that number one spot overall. And um, seeing a few upsets, Packers or, Packers or Ravens drop a few, but they might get it, Kate. Yeah, it's it, look, it's wide open. I don't think it's like the uh, NFC where you just go, all right, well, the Eagles currently have it, like for sure that they have it. But the 49ers can can get them. No one else can. That's it. It's yeah. just those two teams. And a yeah. lot has to happen for the Eagles to drop it. So I kind of love that this is the new kind of race that we can look at in a, in its own conference. It's pretty good, right? It's like it's, I like seeing these little... These little, it's going each week, it'll change, it'll yeah. change trajectory, and I will keep you updated as we go through it. Um, Cincinnati, on the other hand, I don't know what we can get out of the rest of this season to tell you the truth. Last in the AFC North, uh, six overall in the NFC, but sliding. They go Niners, Eagles, Titans, Steelers, Cardinals. They'll probably get three out of those five, but yeah. It's hard to it's hard to say they're going to be in the playoff window without Joe Burrow. Definitely, and in, in that division's real tough for them as well. But I think I think honestly, Jake Browning can hold his own with this team from what we've seen, like the connections with Jamar and everything like that. I still think they're an option for a few victories here, but definitely not in a playoff berth. All right, homie, that wraps up the games. But I think we need to pick our upset of the week, as we've just discussed. Yeah, do you want to go first? Or have no, you got no. one? I, I think I was... you've got one before I do. Go for it. All right. I'm, I'm actually. Oh, it's really hard because it's like because it's such strong favourites. It's like um, I've actually got this one. Commanders, Dolphins. No way. <laughs> Tell me why. Justify this to me. No justification. <laughs> just a gut than, feeling. <laughs> just because they're the they're the team of the. The team of onside punt, mm-hmm. and I just haven't seen anything good for them for a little while, and I just want to see they just have potential to do something crazy every so often. Maybe they've tried it, like we said. Maybe the list isn't strong enough anymore, but I could see a, I could see a little sneaky one from the Commanders being in the game late, give themselves a chance, and then um, that boy Sam Howe throws an intercept, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, what have I got here? I, I Look, there's a couple that I kind of like. Um, but the one I like the best, I'm actually, what sticks out to me, it sounds kind of wild, but I will go Bengals-Jags. I want the Bengals to actually take this game with a rookie QB because rookie QBs have just been annoying, frankly, this season. Yes. He's not a rookie, yes. I know, but I mean, he's a, he's a backup. But I think he can disrupt and put some questions into the Jags uh, right now. So... Even if they're feeling like top dogs, they have foiled and fumbled before. I want to see. I want to see the Bengals get in there and, and take a disruptor status. Let's go. I like it. 
All right, have you got a uh, train wreck of the week? I, I think I'm still sitting with the, uh, I think a Patriots charges. charges. <laughs> that could definitely be a train wreck. Uh, I can't see any others that really. Jets, Falcons could be pretty average. Oh, yeah, that could be. But I expect the Falcons to play well, but it could yeah, be. You never know. I think what actually I think could be a train wreck game is the Rams-Browns. As you said, they cancel each other out in a way mm. that it could be quite disruptive. So I'm going to go Rams-Browns. If the Browns' defense can just stay on top of the Rams' wide receivers, yeah, I like that. It's a good one. All right, someone's. All right. I think someone's knocking down my apartment. Yeah, <laughs> you better go check the foundations of that <laughs> building. Someone's really trying to get in there. Kat. Probably yeah. annoyed that someone starts a podcast at six thirty in the morning. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm pretty sure that's against working uh, rules. But uh, let's. <laughs> we'll have to get to the. Do you want to draw us to pause so you can yell out the window like that aggressive neighbor? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Do you guys it's like NFL? 6 a.m. <laughs> it's 6 a.m. Oh, so guys, follow us on yeah, yeah. Top Fun. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Onside Punt. Remember, whether you're a diehard fan or just getting started on your NFL journey, we've got you covered. Remember to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram at Onside Punt. Thank you, homie. Have a good day, mate. That's good. Good luck with those tradies out at your window. I'll be Go tough on them. them. <laughs> you won't be. No, I'm a coward. <laughs>